five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That was the uh, great radio stars. There are no Russians in Russia. There are no uh, Turks in Turkey. It's all Greek to me. Uh, great song there <clears throat> by one of the uh, one-hit wonders of the pub rock era, which is the interim between rock and roll and punk rock. And I like it, but I don't like it that much. I mean, I could listen to it two times in a row. Uh, what's going on, everybody? We're back here. Robert Phoenix, 15 Minutes of Flame, and we are still endeavoring to get contact with Ukraine, and I think we're inching a little bit closer today because uh, we're going to have... Uh, Luba back on, and she's actually connected with a couple of people who are in shelters in uh, in Ukraine. So we're we're probably there's a good chance we'll have we'll have some conversation here, which is what we've been striving for, right? I also have some visuals uh, that uh, pictures that they've sent, and what I'll probably do is I'll probably bring uh, Luba on. We'll talk about those pictures first. And then uh, we'll see if we can get, she has two people. Uh, and I think they have phones that are connected to Telegram. Anyway, she's going to try to connect with them. And in her, uh, you know, in her world or her way, maybe holding up the phone, we'll try to have some contact here. So it, it's, we're going to work it out kind of live and on the fly. And if it works, you know, fingers crossed, we'll have uh, we'll have some conversation with some people who are hiding in uh, underground shelters. That's good content. But beyond good content, it allows us to get a couple layers deep into this story, which is what I've been trying to do. And we'll get a certain perspective. And uh, Lube has already told me that um, there we go. Uh, Luba's already told me that, that uh, uh, they have a very anti-Russian perspective at this point, and you know, and I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, they're dealing with a heavy situation, and it's the Russians who are theoretically the aggressors here, and I'm not. I'm not taking any side at this point because in the second part of the show, after we 
move through and um, try to open up the hatch and crawl into the you know the air raid shelter or the or the bunker zone. Uh, I'm going to talk about the State of the Union and what's happening in this country, which is part of a much bigger plan, much bigger picture, which does include what's going on with uh, Russia and Ukraine to the best of my ability. And it actually lining up astrologically was something I talked about two weeks ago. I'm going to bring that back into the discussion. But before I do, let's uh, connect with you and uh, let's see what's going on. I've already been into uh, Chatlandia a little bit earlier. Um, we have Runei. We've got uh, Sony. Wendy says is here. Ryan was here. I saw him a little while ago. Uh, Tamara. What's going on, Tamara? Uh, who else? Chris and Steve. You guys will be on the show tomorrow. Chris, I, I hope you have your Malachi Martin content all revved up and ready to go. Uh, let's see. Looks like Steve is in your empath. Yeah, there are no Russians in Russia. The radio stars. Uh, who else do we have here? We got CC Meta Medi. What's going on, Michael? Good to see you. Okay. All right. We've got a, got a fairly, fairly packed house today. Lisa's here. Garrett, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good to see you. And uh, Pamela. That's a good place to hang out. So if you're listening to this on the podcast side of things, which is which is going pretty well, I have to say. I mean, I'm not I'm not threatening Joe Rogan yet on Spotify. I'm not quite there yet. But uh, we're getting close. No, we're not getting close. But it's getting good. I mean, we're starting to take off. I've uh, let's see. I had 32. I had 32 subscribers from these various systems. I don't know who they are. I mean, networks. Uh, but it looks like Apple's really taking off, which is cool. I had 16, I had 18 listens on the uh, iTunes, Apple podcast. I had 13 on Spotify yesterday. So this is great. We're starting to, we're starting to uh, kind of branch out here a little bit. So if you're listening on the podcast side of things, you can join us live. That is uh, 9-11. Monday through Thursday, Central Standard Time. Uh, and then, of course, Friday, we have tomorrow, the Friday forecast. That's over on YouTube. We're just trying to connect the dots with this show. I want to welcome two new countries, actually three new countries, to the listening experience. Looks like India and Switzerland are chiming in. We're, we are global. This is the thing I love about the time that we're, I remember when I first started my website and I used to have this app on my website and it would show me who was visiting my website from all over the world. And it was fucking exciting. It was I'm like, wow, all these people from all over the planet in, in weird places too. Like there was somebody, I remember somebody visiting my website from Andorra. It's like, this is, this is awesome. So I had this app and I could see how, you know, it was actually on the website. You could see where people were coming from, and the you know the planet was getting red from all these people coming to my website. 
So we're doing the same thing here, kind of a, a, a little bit of a rebrand and a little bit of a, a re, reboot to some extent. And I have to say, I kind of like the revamped website. It's clean, right? It's very clean. It's functional. You got your archives. Uh, you got your uh, recent posts. You can subscribe. I, you know, I think we did a nice, nice little spring cleaning on 15 minutes of flame. Okay, let's bring Luba back onto the show. I need to grab her email address and bring her in via Zoom. We'll see what we got going here. If we can get her into the mix. All right, give me one second. A lot of empty shelves. Uh, a lot of, you know, we got a fair amount of destruction here. It does look like, I, okay, so, oh God, the conspiracy theorist in me is like, okay, who's doing the destruction? Do we know it's Russian? Do we know it's Russian? We live in a world where uh, we are getting false flagged and psychologically operated on consistently. And I don't want to be insensitive. Like I don't want to, I don't want to, if we manage to get these women on, on I don't want to like grill them and give them the third degree. Uh, but it is something we have to discuss and maybe I'll talk to Luba about it before we bring them on. Okay, so let's see if we can do this here. And I'm going to put my, uh, we'll, we'll switch mics at some point. So I just had to do it. But we're, second part of the show, hang out because we're going to have two parts today. First part is, I would say it's a wrap up, but we're definitely trying to tap some loose ends with Ukraine where we started on, what was it, uh, Tuesday. And we're trying to connect with people that were there physically on the ground and then take it to the next level. So we're going to wrap up those loose ends. And then the second half of the show, I'm going to get into the new psychological operation that's happening right now here in this country. All right, let's bring Luba on. Hey, Luba, are you there? Ask her to unmute. Hi, Robert. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. My head is spinning, to be honest with you. <laughs> your head is spinning. Okay. Yeah. What do you do when your head is spinning? You go out and hang out with your chickens? Yeah, my chickens and my cats. <laughs> How are your chickens doing, by the way? Oh, they're better than anyone on this planet. <laughs> Maybe worse than my cats, but yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're good. So um, Luba is an aspiring chicken farmer. She's uh, moved to Dallas to start a chicken empire. And, um, and I, I encouraged her a long time ago to start a chicken YouTube channel. But I think she was waiting for this moment uh, as her star turn so she can become a, a, a YouTube and uh, alternative media international journalist. So maybe you can, maybe you can do both. Um, let's talk a little bit about who we're gonna talk about today. 
-hmm. and who we're going to talk with today and um, kind of what they're experiencing uh, before I bring, you know, before we attempt to bring them on. And why don't we go ahead and do that? Tell people who we, we're going to endeavor to try to get in touch with. All right. So, so we have two ladies. First of all, I want to say that it was, it was hard to get someone because people do want to have their voices heard, but they're in such state right now that everything changes every five minutes, you know, and they're just stressed and going through emotions. Some of them are literally fighting. Some of them like our speaker here, next speaker, Alina is, uh, is a volunteer. Um, she's helping refugees from uh, neighboring areas that are um, flooding their town. So let me tell you a little background on Alina. Um, her name is Alina, Alina Shmugla. She's 27 years old. She lives on Donbass, which is the area where everything started in 2014. She was born and raised there. She still lives there. I personally know her sister's family in New York. So this is a legit source. I trust her with, with donations and everything. Um, she actually has a degree, a master's degree in, um, in political science. And her personal position is neutral, which is very rare, very rare. So it would be nice to hear her thoughts. If Robert, if you can do a screen share, then I'll try to call her. Um, yep. Okay, so um, why don't we do this? Because I just put up a map here. Let's, mm -hmm. let's just real quick, I want to go through some of these images. Right. Very quickly, because it's gonna be hard to juggle like you and what you're trying to do in these images at the same time. So I just gave people a visual of the map that you sent me mm -hmm. and this um, area that's circled off, right? And it's in that Donetsk region. So there's that, that's the first visual here. And then the next visual I have is, um, looks like kind of an area that's been wasted and, uh, uh, you can probably see it. Uh, looks like there's a shell there of some sort. Um, so there's that. Is this the same region that we're looking at from the one that uh, the map that you just uh, gave me? Yeah, those pictures Alina sent me. Those are her personal pictures. Those are the affected areas from which uh, the refugees are coming to her town. Mm -hmm. So those are exclusive pictures. Okay. This is so the region. So what now we have this picture here and what, what, what are we witnessing here? So those are sandbags. People are trying to protect themselves, I guess, um, build some kind of barricade with sandbags. So are there Ukrainian forces in here as well, as well as Russians? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Outside of it, it's very hard to determine. There's so many fakes where they show that pictures of um, of tanks or any kind of military equipment. On one side, it so, shows Ukrainian. Then on another side, it shows the same picture with Russian sign on it. So you never know which one is fake, you know? Well, there's, I there's... mean, we, it's, it's called the fog of war. And yeah. so we can't, We this is one of the reasons why uh, you're on and we're about to bring your friend on here. I read many, many opposing stories. Some say those are Russians. Some say those are Ukrainian. Ukrainians hiding behind their own uh, people. I don't know. All I know is that people are suffering tremendously. Devastation is obvious. Who's behind it? 
God only knows, but we, I know we, we kind of have. So is this where she is right now in this environment? It's one of the shelters, yes. That's what it looks like. Because they don't really have shelters. They just have basements. And they're not really safe. They're not made for being shelters. Well, at least they're wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look like a lot of fun. I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. Mm -hmm. uh, here we have looks like a some type of a bombardment with a civilian, probably a civilian uh, uh, residence or, or business. You know, this is just very hard to draw a lot of conclusions from this. Now, this just doesn't look good, period, end of story. But, you know, we're dealing with a human crisis here. Uh, and, and ultimately, it's going to affect all of us. Uh, and so here, so this is, uh, is this Odessa? That's everywhere. Everywhere so, in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Right. Pretty much. There's also a lot of looting going on because they were giving out arms, tens of thousands of arms to anyone who's willing to take it. <laughs> Plenty of looters too. Right. So uh, they also released a lot of um, prisoners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Prisoners. Weapons. But that's a really good idea. Yeah. Those with military backgrounds. Not just any prisoner with military background. Okay. All right. So um, we're here. Why don't you go ahead and let me switch the mic. Why don't you go ahead and try to reach your friend? If you give me a screen share, I'll be able, I'll try to call her with video, not just. Um, um, if I, I have to make you the host, which, uh, so, all right, so here's what I'm gonna do. Let me change my mic. Okay. I'm gonna make you the host. Um, and then, all right, we're there. We got the, that mic. Okay, I'll make you the host, and then let's see what uh, what you can come up with here. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you see my screen or no? No, I just see you you talking. And that, I, don't, I mean, it says Luba is talking. So mm -hmm. you, you have to hit share screen on your side with whoever it is. I mean, I have to have a visual of you too, I think. There we go. Mm -hmm. I see the chat. Let's see. There we go. moment okay here's your screen mm, shoot i apologize yes. by the way these poppies behind me are texan poppies aren't they lovely didn't know that texas grows these flowers okay there we go Okay, can you see it now? You see the catacorn.
That's a great graphic. I love that. You don't see it? You, do you see my screen or no? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, now let me see how. So I'm calling Alina. Does she speak any English at all? No. Okay. Oh, come on, why can't I do this? Oh. It's okay. I'm so sorry. I want things to flow smooth, but I've never it's done okay. this. Okay, look, this, I go through this all the time, probably more than I'd like to. So you just, just roll with it. She's telling me she's ready. The app needs a camera for her. Oh, come on. There's also a video that I sent you. It's a compilation of all the horrible images from there. If you want to show it, because. Why don't we just, let's focus on this. Let's, yeah, you know what? You know what? Let's not do screen share. I'm just going to call her because this, this is just taking up time. That's fine. And here, okay. Oh, shoot. You know what, Robert? Um, oh, Alina? Hello? Alina? Okay, you know what, Robert? Let me give you back control over the screen and I'll just call her with voice through my phone. Okay. That'll be easier. Okay. Oh, there's only. Looks like she answered though. Yeah, she's calling my phone. Okay, I'll try to put her through the camera. Just technical difficulties. Yes. Okay, can you see her? Yes. All right. Hello. Can you translate there? Okay, 
They're under attack. A lot of people come to their town. They're basically and we can't, I can't hear you. So a lot of people are coming to her town. There's attacks. They're staying home right now. They're not allowed to come outside. They're in shelters. Some of at home, some are in shelters. Uh, people do not have basic necessities such as shoes and it's cold over there. Food, of course, um, shortages. So yeah, that's what's going on. That's what she's saying right now. So the next question I'm asking her is, um, what is her position and how does she, if she can talk about it? You know, if she can talk about her position and what's going on. Okay. So I, I, I She's saying that there's there can only be one position. They're being invaded. This is their land, and they feel that they're being invaded, and the enemy is clear. And there's they can only be one position as far as she's concerned. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think I understand that and I get that. Ask her if she was um, uh, happy or um, uh, okay with the current government and, and the Zelensky regime. Насколько тебе нравилось находиться в, под, под этим государством, под этим правительством, то есть Зеленского, твое отношение к этому до начала этого конфликта? Смотрите, я обрисовываю ситуацию со своей стороны. Я частный предприниматель. Есть очень много моментов в плане сложностей в нашей работе. Да, они обоснованы тем, что было, ну, допустим, не, недостаточно грамотно созданы какие-то законодательные проекты, недостаточно было контроля и помощи для тех, кто хотел что-то сделать для своей страны. Но это не касается президентов в данный момент. Это люди, которые работают на местах. Все, что касается единства нашей страны, все делалось для этого. Мы, главное, что теперь мы стали ценить то время, когда мы жили мирно, когда мы могли улыбаться, когда мы могли проснуться, открыть глаза и сказать доброе утро. Честно скажу, с 24 февраля мы, наверное, ну, ни разу не сказали друг другу доброе утро, потому что теперь мы не отмеряем дни на календаре. Наши дни отмеряются, какой по счету это день войны, восьмой или девятый. Ну, то есть больше жизнь, нам кажется, что жизнь больше никогда не станет прежней. Поэтому нам бы хотелось вернуться в ту жизнь, которая была здесь до этого, да. She's saying that she's an entrepreneur and she, um, some laws were not done properly for, for people to, you know, to prosper, but she feels that it's not Zelensky's fault, it's people who, who's been there before. And despite all the difficulties, it has nothing to do with this conflict that they're having right now. 
and all they wish for is to go back to the regular lives. They haven't said good morning to each other since this started. And the only way they measure days is by what day it is as far as the war is concerned, what day of war it is. And all how they- old How old is she? Just 27. 27. And all they, yeah, all they wish for is to go back to how it was. Mm -hmm. Right, so eight years ago, she was 21 and that's when they had the, the Euro, Euro maiden, right? And um, does she have any thoughts and memories about uh, what that was like? Because that was the last time they went through another, you know, revolutionary period. And this is not necessarily the revolutionary period, but it, but it, it is also bringing with it um, some level of instability. So what, what was her experience like in uh, 2014 with the Euro maiden? She lived in Donetsk back then, which is the middle of everything that was happening. She lived right across from the uh, governmental building and they saw what was going on. At first they saw that there were just regular helicopters, then it was military craft. Um, people were fleeing that place. Her father told them to leave town. Her, her grandma left because she was, you know, she's elderly. And this, the city is never the same, hasn't been the same. They completely destroyed it. Uh, she says that people did not have any ideology. Things just happened. So that was in 2014, right? This is what we're talking yes. about. Yes. So this is all part of a continuum. Like things got very unsettled in 2014 and uh, maybe some degree of relative stability. But now we're dealing with the in some ways, the uh, the impact of, of still what happened then. Um, to ask her if she has any uh, any any relatives and any male relatives that are fighting right now. 
сына, который сейчас в районе? Нет, в семье нет, но когда был 2014 год, много из наших друзей воевали в, в рядах нашей страны, Украины, и мы очень всецело им помогали. А сейчас знакомых нет? Знакомые есть, знакомые, друзья, мой одноклассник Богдан Ваюлин присылает фотографии, я могу с вами ими поделиться. Да, пожалуйста. Okay, so she's saying, she's saying that her family know, know, but she knows a lot of people personally, her friends, her classmates that fought back in 2014, as well as now for the side of Ukraine, protecting their country. Okay, all right. Well, um, so here's the, uh, these are the possible outcomes. Possible outcome, Russia takes possession of Ukraine. That's number one. Number two, this is a long-standing and drawn-out conflict. That's number two. Number three is the uh, sort of the, the cradle or much wider global conflict, in which case she's certainly not going to be alone in terms of uh, either isolation or suffering or a damage that's been done either directly or indirectly to their country. Um, and, and four, I don't really, I don't know how we can arrive at a peaceful resolution here because it seems like at this point, Putin is committed. All the things that you read off yesterday on the show, which is ultimately going to be devastating to the Russian economy is forcing the hand of Putin and Russia go to the next level here because that was a, these international sanctions have been just a, a level of escalation. Ask her what she wants uh, more than anything out of the situation. быстрейшего разрешения этого конфликта. Мы хотим жить мирно и остаться в составе своей страны. Нам идет большая угроза. I can't hear you. She's saying that all she wants is to go back to how it was, go back to normal as soon as possible, end war, end occupation, and they don't want to be part of those independent uh, republics or part of Russia. They want to be part of independent Ukraine. Ask her one more question really quickly. Um, what about 
What about being part of the EU? Does she want to be part of the EU or just independent Ukraine? Alina, um, Если наш путь как Украины лежит к Европейскому Союзу, чтобы воссоздать нашу нацию, то мы благосклонно к этому относимся. Да, мы не против этого. Joining the EU as long as it helps them to rebuild back and go back to how they were. So if that's what it takes, then then they for it. Okay. For for joining the EU, if that's what it takes to restore Ukraine. Right. So some level of, of, of normalcy. Right. Okay. All right. I think they're I think they're in a very tough position. And. Um, yeah, tough position. Okay, tell her thank you very much. Um, we appreciate her time and we appreciate her courage. And um, we we hope that this is resolved as quickly as possible for her and her family and, and everybody involved, okay? Yeah, I'll tell her that. Robert, uh, do you mind me tagging you on, on uh, Twitter with the uh, donation information because she's a volunteer and she's helping refugees? Yeah, sure, that's no problem, yeah. Okay, so for, for everyone listening, I'm tagging Robert on Twitter. Well, thank you. Алина, огромное тебе спасибо. Мы желаем тебе, вам, вашему народу, скорейшего разрешения конфликта и мира над вашим небом. И всю, всю твою информацию насчет донатов и мы запостим для всех. Благодарим большое. Спасибо вам. Мира нам на всей нашей большой земле. Спасибо, Алина. So she says, thank you for everyone and peace on earth, everyone. Great. Okay. All right. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me the uh, host mm -hmm. option back and then. Yeah. We'll um, yeah. Yeah. Let, let me see how this is done. Uh, yeah, can you talk me a while? I need to figure this out. Yeah no, yeah, no problem. So all you have to do is go by your name and then there's a little drop down by your name. Mm -hmm. See, it's a, and then it says, uh, like right by your name, it will say, give host duties back. So you have to click on your name. When there's a little, there's a little like uh, by the camera, you can click on the camera where it says participants. Mm -hmm. right. So here, right here, right here. So there's a little blue box that should be up there. Okay, I got it. Yeah, great. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, um, let me ask you a question. Do you do you think that? Uh, hold on. Let me start. See, where am I here? Host me. Do you think that that is the commonly held view? Or do you think that um, that there are other people in Ukraine that are um, maybe more towards breaking away from Ukraine, breaking away from the Zelensky regime and what took place in 2014? Do you think that there is some of that sentiment 
or do you feel like what she's saying is more unanimous? No, if, if I tell you what I read in a Russian segment of the internet, there's a thousand views. Do I know who those people are? No. Can I, can I just, you know, as a human being, I understand that even if I had any kind of different view, if I was being bombed for the past few, for, for the past week and there's no end to it, I would probably start hating them. Right, you know? So she was neutral just a few days ago. And right now you hear what she's saying. I mean, I can totally, I totally understand. Yeah, her position, I mean, this is what happens with war. It polarizes people. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> what they want is they want peace and order and um, ideology um, often uh, goes by the wayside. So what they're really, really craving for and hoping for is some form of stabilization. And, you know, in this case, she says, well, you know, we want the EU. If the EU will bring it back to the way it was, then we'll, we'll do that. Um, I get it. I totally get it. I understand it. You know, I'm not there. Uh, if I was, I'd probably look to see who could try to stabilize things as quickly as possible. Um, so it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation, right? I think it's very, very tricky because the people that set everything up from the first place in 2014, they were no good. They're pieces of shit. And they came in and they essentially started, and I'm talking about Vicki Newland and the neocons and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and uh, John Kerry and Burisma, and there was graft and there was corruption, and we had uh, the trafficking of women out of Ukraine. I've seen it, right? So this is, the, the, you know, and not that the other guy that they kicked out was any great. He wasn't great either. I mean, he was, he was pretty, you know, corrupt in his own way, but they spent $5 billion of United States taxpayer money to go in and flip that situation. And then they, they had snipers and they were killing their own people in order to get this thing pushed through so that they could do this Euromaidan, which was sort of the uh, end point of this color revolution that had started in uh, 1994, right? So, you know, this is the one thing that is, a, it, it, to me, it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the hook in the fish's mouth. And I know that, you know, she wants order and she wants peace and she'll take it at any price. I get it. If I was in that situation, and, and especially if I was a woman, because I think women are a little bit different than men and they are way more security oriented. She's 27 years old. She's in the prime of her life. She should be having um, a family. You know, she should be having kids if that's what she's into. She should be raising the next generation. Like everything inside of her and her biology is just pointing in that direction. And everything that she's experiencing is the antithesis of that. I get it. And at the same time, it's like, <clears throat> we can't excuse how this whole thing went down. And I'm not giving Putin a pass. I'm not saying Putin is the great liberator. He's there to restore uh, you know, the way things were in Ukraine prior to that. But it's a very complicated situation. And I think we get pushed into these polarized camps. And especially, un unfortunately for her, it's about survival. And she's like, I just want it back the way it was. I don't care who's going to be the person that's going to do it, you know, or the group that's going to do it. I'm, I'm going to look past all of that. 
I just want my life back. I want our family back. I want our security back. I get it. I totally get it. And by the way, you should support her. You know, if she if she uh, you know doesn't have uh, any any uh, resources, Luba has a link that you can connect in with via my Twitter page, and you know help this young woman out. It's not her fault that this thing is going on. Um, so anyway, that's I think it's I think it's tricky. I think it's a tricky situation. I definitely support her. Um, I support her people because I think they're caught in the crosshairs. And I, I hope that they can resolve this thing. But my feeling is, and this is the big picture, this is what I'm going to talk about when you and I transition out of here, is this is a global event and it's going to be used to destabilize the entire planet. So we actually may have more in common with this young woman in the future than, uh, than we do now at this point. So um, you know, we may be able to have this position because of where we are now. We may be able to... Yeah, pick the ideological bones here or, or pick the last remaining bits of meat off the ideological bones and in place in a time where it gets more desperate. That is maybe a luxury. So, um, but I do want to get it out there while we still can. And um, I really hope that she can, you know, return to some level of normalcy because not only is it good for her, but it's good for us. Peace at any price, I'm not sure is always the price to pay. But at the end of the day, I support her and I support her future generations. So if you can help her out, please do that. Do you have any uh, any other thoughts you want to share with us, Uba, before we sign off today? Yeah, I would like for you to, to please show that video that I sent you just to, so people get the better picture because a lot are claiming that they don't see anything. Everything is fake. Okay. Right. Um, did you send it to me on... Yeah, it's, it's on Twitter. There's a link to uh, uh, to Google... Google um, Okay, and how, how long is that video? Uh, two minutes. Two and minutes. there's a nice song, nice song of Ukrainian. Okay, yeah. I tell you what, um, I'll play it after we sign off. And uh, thank you for all your help. This is great. Um, I don't know of too many other uh, shows or people, you know, and when I say people, I'm talking about you, uh, that have been able to go out and actually have a real time conversation with somebody who is in that area and, and even showing how at one point they're neutral and over a few days of um, bombing, deprivation and uh, the harsh reality of their situation, how their neutrality can be shifted in a, a direction that is uh, you know, really about security, safety and just trying to stabilize and normalize things. So I really wanna thank you for stepping up uh, because you know it's not it's not it's not easy to do this, and uh, and for your friend because also it might be dangerous for her to actually you know have this conversation. So you're both heroes in my book. Thank you, Luba. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Robert. Thank you. Okay, you take good care, and we'll follow up at some point in time, maybe okay. in the next uh, week or so. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right, wow, okay. So you can see to some degree what's going on. This beautiful woman, right? She's there, she's 27 years old and she just wants to have a life. And she wants things to go, really, her life has been interrupted. And the problem is, and I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not, 
casting any aspersions on. I get it, right? You want normalcy. You're in, you're in a fucking war. You know, you are in a situation where your life is hanging in the balance. The people that you love and their lives are hanging in the balance. And you just want it to go back the way it was. It's not a great position to be in. They should never have gotten to this position in the first place. What's interesting is that none of this happened when Trump was president. Putin didn't make any moves to Ukraine when Trump was president. What Trump failed to do, unfortunately, and he tried, don't, don't think he didn't try, is that he tried to link the corruption in Ukraine to Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the previous regime. He tried. He did his best to do that. Like he sent Rudy Giuliani there. He had Tucker Carlson banging the drum on Fox. We watched it. We watched it in real time. And ultimately, it led to the Hunter Biden tapes and his depravity, his drug use, his pedophilia. And none of that mattered. None of that fucking mattered. All people cared about was getting a president out who had nasty tweets. None of it mattered. And then Tucker Carlson shut it down. He basically said, I know Hunter Biden. I know his wife. She's a good woman. I know his kids. Of course, Hunter Biden essentially wrote Georgetown University, which is where Hunter Biden went to school. And Tucker Carlson got him to write a letter of recommendation to Georgetown for his kid. They were friends. They lived in the same neighborhood. But they had pool parties and barbecues together. So at some point, Tucker Carlson was just like, okay, we're done. We're done. He got, he got the memo. He got the call. But it's not like they tried to that's not like they didn't try to nip this thing in the bud. They did. But the mainstream fucking media and the people who are in power now, including the rhino Republicans, didn't want to hear any of it. Fake news. They didn't broadcast any of it on CNN or MSNBC or any of the major news. That was only Fox, mostly Tucker Carlson. And then you had a lot of people in the alternative media. They just shut it down. Shut it down. And that doesn't mean that people didn't pay attention. Well, they paid attention. And let's be upfront here. Trump whooped Joe Biden's ass at the election. If the numbers came out and they were the right numbers and the true numbers, it would have been one of the greatest landslides in history. It would have been bigger than Reagan Carter. Trust me on this. And I believe that Trump took California. I believe he took Nevada. There's even, there's even some uh, evidence he probably even took New Mexico. Okay. So Trump most likely won in a fucking landslide. And they had to shut the election down. They literally had to shut it down. Take three days to make sure that they used every single vote and every single trick in the book that they had at their disposal 
to flip this thing. And this is what we get. This is what we get. We get a crisis in Ukraine. We get petroleum prices skyrocketing. Don't think it's going to impact our economy in this country. It will. It will be ultimately what we're watching here is people talk about nukes. Oh, they're going to use nukes. They're going to use, they've already used a fucking nuke, okay? They've used the nuke. It's a sociopolitical, psychological operation, nuclear, fifth generational warfare bomb, and it's now spreading across the planet. Now, that doesn't mean that Trump gets off without a little bit of criticism and some, and some heat here, some smoke. He gets some smoke. They knew, they knew what they were up against. They saw what happened in 2018 when, guess what? The Democrats stole a bunch of fucking elections in the midterms in 2018. And you may say that this is what happens. Your votes don't matter. Politics don't count. Okay, I, I would agree with that. We, if we had less politics and more people, we wouldn't be fucking dealing with this. And I agree with that. If we abolished, for the most part, the federal government, let's say interstate commerce, right, defend the borders, and that's it, and we're dealing with states, we'd be just fine. We wouldn't be involved in an international conflict. We wouldn't be. We'd be like, hey, you know, we're good here. We're good. You guys figure it out. But we got sucked in to the, 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 the global corporatic state. We got sucked into it. And now that's what's controlling, for the most part, the reality that we're living in. And there are people in Russia that are suffering too. Because Russia doesn't have shit now. We, I mean, Luba went through all these sanctions that, that, that the corp, corporations are putting on Russia. And they're getting ready to kick Russia out of SWIFT. And when that happens, it will have a ripple effect on what's happening. This is why COVID has ended, by the way. They're on, they've moved on. It's like, okay, we've got people that are still, by the way, dealing with the effects of the mRNA shots and they're, and they're, they're dying. Like I just ran across a story where a 22 year old, 22 year old goalkeeper on the Stanford women's university soccer team which won the NC2As in soccer for women, who made a game-saving stop, died in her dorm at 22. Since when does that happen? But we're not going to be talking about this now. We're not going to be talking about her. We're not going to be talking about all of these deaths and all these people who've incurred systemic damage to their bodies, not just now, but moving. We're not talking about that. Now we're talking about this other thing. They've moved on to the next stage. And this is, this is a big stage. This is a kill shot stage. And I can't stress that enough. All right, so what I want to do is I want to get into this uh, video. I haven't seen it, the one that Luba sent me. So I'm going to watch the video. And then I'm going to get into the State of the Union. I'm going to show you what, what they're doing. And this goes back to what I was talking about two weeks ago, astrologically, on my Sunday night show. All right, let's see this video, see if we can find it.
go. Let me uh, do a screen share here. All right, let's take a look at this. If you're um, listening to the podcast, you're probably not going to see, be able to see the visual around this. But you're always welcome to come to 15minutesofflame.com where the uh, live stream is hosted. So you can come back and watch it. But um, we're going to be probably witnessing here a lot of intense imagery and footage set to a Ukrainian song. Okay, here we go. Like they're having a little Molotov cocktail party there. Um, devastating footage. It's a lot to think about. A lot to think about. A lot to deal with. 
you know, where my mind goes is that, um, you know, we live through 9-11 here, which is minor compared to what's going on there. So I don't want to, you know, draw a, a kind of a similar uh, analogy or analogy that, that lives at the same level. But we went through 9-11 and we saw 9-11 through a particular lens. And that lens was, was that these guys who had taken a few lessons in airplanes with box cutters um, did all that damage. And in reality, uh, that's not true. In reality, it was a controlled demolition and a crime perpetrated against the American people by people inside of the government who was occupying the United States at that time in conjunction with other groups that helped stage that event, okay? So what we witnessed was a false flag psychological operation and that it motivated us to allow our politicians to vote yes and to go into Afghanistan and then to go into Iraq, uh, much to ultimately uh, the uh, detriment of our country. So we don't always know exactly what is going on at any given time with any given event. Are the Russians there? Sure they are. Are they, are they uh, inflicting some collateral damage? Probably. But we can't rule out the fact that there could be other forces and other sides that are inflicting damage on the Ukrainian people as well. And I'm, I'm not here to gaslight the Ukrainian people. I just know how the fucking world works, okay? I know how it works. And I wouldn't put it beyond the scope of either NATO or the EU or the same people that ran the Euro Maiden to be doing stuff like that, okay? I'm just, I'm not ready to rule that out. I'm also quite clear that there are things going on there with Russia and there is collateral damage. It's very hard to separate these things out. And if you're somebody in Ukraine, right? And, you, and your country is at risk, your way of life, all these things that, you know, you have little kids there making fucking Molotov cocktails in that video. Who are, you, who are you going to take on, right? You're gonna take on the people that are there and that are on the ground. Let's say for instance, it is the EU or it is NATO or it is the, the Ziocons that are inflicting this collateral damage. How are you gonna fight them? And how do you wrap your head around the fact that they're the ones that are doing it? It's very hard because they're not the ones that are on the ground. And if you say, hey, look, if you're a Ukrainian, you say, hey, look, it's really the EU and NATO and Victoria Newland and the neocons. These are the people that fuck things up and we've got to embrace the Russians because they're the ones that are going to clean this thing up. What do you think is going to happen to you in that milieu with those people? Let's say you have that capacity. You could see in all these different directions. What do you think is going to happen to you? 
they're going to tell you to shut the fuck up and go make a Molotov motherfucking cocktail. That's what they're going to tell you to do. So what are you going to do? You'd be ostracized by your peers. Whatever, whatever kinds of um, resources, foodstuffs, whatever, they just may shut you down. It's like, fuck you. You're not getting any water. You're not getting any food. We're not going to support you. You're either with us or this is what happens when there's a war. It, it just becomes very, very, even though there's the fog of war, it becomes very black and white. And so these people now are, are engaged in some degree of, you know, fighting for whatever it is they're fighting for. I guess it's the independent state of Ukraine, but if they're going to lean into, but he, he, here's the problem. Here's the problem is that they get all these promises from the EU and NATO, right? They get all these promises from them. And where is the EU and NATO? Are they in there? Are they fighting the Russians? No, they're not. They're not. So this is the, the and here's the big problem. And like I said, it is, it is a controlled demolition and it is going to affect all of us ultimately, which is why we need, which is, look, if it was just a border war and a border skirmish, which we've seen in other parts of the world during other parts in time or at prior moments in history, we could probably step in, back and go, okay, well, you know, we're tapping out here. But this, this isn't that, right? This is significant, it's global, it's affecting a lot of people in Russia, in Ukraine, the amount of um, financial connections and the financial pipeline going into Russia has been shut down. That's gonna have an impact on world markets. We're gonna pay way more for gasoline here. It's all part of the reset. You, you, this, is, this is using this event, even though it's not here to continue. This is a continuum of COVID. This is the COVID continuum without a mask. And in some ways it's worse. Well, not in some ways, I'd say, depends. We're into the moral relativism here. Like COVID's really bad. It's not COVID itself, but what they did with it and the hijacking of the narrative, pitting us against one another, mask, non-mask, vax versus non-vax, pitting us against one another, splitting us, atomizing us, putting us at risk, people losing their jobs, sleepless nights, families getting, you know, shredded in pieces. And now we're moving on. Now, now we're talking about the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine, which is real, it's a real thing, right? It's a real thing, but all of a sudden we're over here now. And the whole COVID thing hasn't stopped. There are still people that are, are suffering from the, the uh, the results, the impact of these shots. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. And in, in the meantime, they've been ramping up the digital passports. You know, they're laying the they're laying the the, the track for what happens after this phase. That's what they're doing. They're laying the track for what happens after this phase. And so we may have some kind of uh, period where there's a, there, there's a, a a respite. We may have some respite here from this whole COVID narrative. 
don't think that it's still not happening and don't think that they're not using this to move to the next place when this seismic, tectonic, economic impact that this conflict is going to have across the planet because it will reach every single corner of the planet and it will impact money, it will impact banks once Russia gets moved off of SWIFT. Doesn't mean they can't do transactions. They're, the Russians are fairly smart and they're fairly resourceful, although the quality of life in Russia clearly will suffer. Maybe not as much as the quality of life in Ukraine, but it'll suffer. They'll, they'll go through deprivation. They'll go through empty shelves. And guess what? That's gonna pretty much happen across the planet, unless you're fucking super rich and super elite, in which case none of this ever touches you. It's not your problem. And this is where we are now. And unfortunately, we're being pushed into another very polarizing situation. You're either with the Ukrainian people or you're not with the Ukrainian people. You're with the Hitler of the modern era. And I just showed you some very compelling footage which would say, man, I'm with those people. Well, I'm with the people in general, whether it's Ukrainian people, the Russian people, the people of the United States, the people in Palestine, the Israelis who don't like their own fucking government, right? There are people in the EU, in Germany and France and Italy, they don't like their fucking government. They don't like what they've been doing, but now they're being pushed into this, this organizing principle the thing that's supposed to unify the world, which is the conflict between good and evil. And this is, this is a big psychological operation. And that's what the State of the Union was about. I wanna play you a little bit of the State of the Union, which is one of the most insidious fucking things I've ever seen in my life. So what do we have? We've got about 20 minutes left in the show. Let me see if I can um, just dial some of this up. And again, I really want to thank Luba for uh, coming on the show and bringing us a, uh, a really deep insider look in real-time conversation with somebody who's there. Really appreciate that. Okay, um, let's do this. What do we want to use? Now, I'm not going to do the whole thing, but um, we'll do the Fox version. All right, I'm gonna play a little bit of this and try to break some of this down in a brief period of time. And I may move forward a bit. Okay, so what is the first thing that you see here? Straight out of the gate, nobody's wearing a fucking mask. Nobody. That should be your first uh, hint and clue as to what's taking place here. All right, let's, um, let's just start this off and then I'm gonna fast forward through some of this. Okay, but they're not. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all very much. Thank you, General. Thank you. 
Can you believe that this asshole is getting a fucking standing ovation? Thank you all very, very much. Thank you. Okay, so on Nancy uh, Pelosi's left, I don't know who this is, but she's not wearing a mask. So person of color, no mask. Cucky whitey, mask. None of these things happen on their own. It's not happenstance or chance. Here we go. Thank you so much. You know, what's interesting is everybody's standing. Doesn't look like it's a full house, though. There's a lot of empty seats here. A lot of empty seats. When Trump was president, I didn't know notice empty seats. Now, I'm not saying that this is normally where they hold the State of the Union. But to me, this looks a little bit smaller. Maybe I'm wrong, but it looks a little bit smaller than other State of the Union speeches in this space. Let's go back and look at a Trump speech in a minute here. God, I wish I had more time. Time to. Okay, let me play through a little bit of this here. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President, and our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, members of Congress and the Cabinet, Justice of the Supreme Court, my fellow Americans. This is not Kamala Harris. This is somebody in a mask. This is a dude, look at the jawline, right? This, this is not Kamala Harris. That's not to say that there may not be a Kamala Harris somewhere. I don't think this is her. And this is, look at the size of that fucking neck. That is, that is the neck of a middle linebacker. All right, let's keep going. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. This year, we're finally together again. Tonight. So there's no more COVID-19. We're together again. And we're going to reunite. This is all part of the psychological operation. Remember, this is the Janus ritual. And we've come out of the Janus ritual. And this is the new reality. And the new reality is that Biden has hijacked Trump's MAGA platform. And he is selling neo-patriotism. This is a total gaslight psychological operation to bring the American people back together again because they've been fragmented, split apart, polarized, and then the organizing principle now is the evil in Ukraine with the Russians. You see what's happening here? They used to be wearing masks. There's no masks. We've come out of the other side of the Janus ritual. This is the transformation. And the transformation is this kludging and weird Frankenstein monster synthesis 
of Trump's MAGA points that are being um, rebranded into the faux patriotism of the Democratic Party. This is one of the highest levels of mind control I've ever fucking seen. Okay, let's play this again. Piss them off. Tonight, we meet as Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, but most importantly, as Americans. See? Most importantly, as Americans. You see what's happening here? He's trying to bring everybody together now. Right, we've got the masks off. A lot of the mandates are being dropped in the states. We're creating an environment now where you can trust us and we have to come back together as a family. And that what we are going to do is we are going to focus on the boogeyman outside of the country now. The boogeyman who cured COVID, by the way. The duty to one another, to America, to the American people, to the Constitution. And an un- hear that to the American people, to the Constitution. They weren't saying this six months ago, nine months ago, a year ago. No, they were ready to burn the fucking Constitution. Look at the look on, on whoever this entity is. Look at the look on their face. I have to say that this entire operation makes me sick. It makes me sick that they think that they can just roll this out and just get inside people's heads and fuck with them and then put us all back together again like Humpty Dumpty and give us this faux patriotism so that when the midterms come around that they are not going to lose every single fucking seat. This is what they're doing. They're working overtime now to convince you that this is the reformation of the United States of America. Now remember two weeks ago on my Sunday night show, I talked about the Venus-Mars-Pluto conjunction. And I talked about when it was gonna take place, which was March 2nd. This is what, March 1st, right here? March 2nd, close enough. And what did I say? I said there was reformation energy Reformation energy. And what are we witnessing here? We're witnessing the reformation of the Biden administration. We're seeing the astrology actually take place. Now, it's not taking place in the way that maybe we'd like it for it to take place. They're hijacking it. They're hijacking the astrological energy and this is their version of the reformation. This is exactly what I was talking about two weeks ago. These are some wily motherfuckers and they know astrology and they're hijacking it. They're on it. Let's keep playing. Unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. What the fuck is he saying? That freedom will always triumph over tyranny. Now, he's saying that because tyranny is Putin. Freedom is Ukraine. And the actions that we're going to take, even though it will ultimately devastate our economy, our jobs, our people, 
We're going to be doing those in the name of freedom. This is the biggest mindfuck I've ever witnessed. This is bigger than 9-11. This is so sophisticated. Now, some people won't fall for it. But I'm going to tell you, if they continue this message, and they will, they will be on point with this message all the way up to November. We live in a propaganda machine. Watch how CNN and MSNBC begins to torque their message, right? They're going to torque it in this direction. And when they do that, guess what? They are now repositioning themselves against the conservatives, against Fox, and they're going to say, what do you have against freedom? What do you have against these values that President Biden and his regime are now fully behind? Doesn't that make you un-American? You're going to watch all this play out. This is, this is such a big mindfuck, huge mindfuck. But it is, the, it is the hijacking of the Reformation energy that I talked about two weeks ago astrologically. Go back and look at the show that I did, Sunday Night Astro Live, talking about the Pluto return, talking about this Reformation energy. It's what we're watching right now. Play some more. Six. Thank you. Not a full house. This feels so silly. Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world. See what I'm talking about? They're, they're redefining freedom and using Putin as this fulcrum. So Putin is the new Hitler. We're on the verge of a new world war, new World War III. We're going to need a real false flag here, though, to get us into it full time. And I guarantee you that'll happen. Because that's how we get into wars or false flags. We got into it with the Lusitania, World War I. We got into it with Pearl Harbor, World War II. Korea is just fucking weird, right? Like it's the weirdest war. Not much of a false flag in Korea, at least out of the scales of previous two wars. Vietnam, Gulf of Tonkin, false flag. Who sold it? Admiral Morrison, Admiral Douglas Morrison. He was Admiral Douglas Morrison, Jim Morrison's dad. He sold the Vietnam fucking war, Gulf of Tonkin. Who else helped sell it? Colin Powell. Okay, so that's behind us. Then where do we go? Well, we don't really have a, another major conflagration until 9-11. Guess what? False flag. Now, we were in Bosnia. We were in the Balkans. We shouldn't have been. Clinton was essentially blackmailed to get involved and to send troops to go fight with NATO. But that was part of the Lewinsky affair. They blackmailed him because he was, he was, for all intents and purposes, impeached. It was the sword of Damocles hanging right over his head. You either do these things or we'll drop the sword and you're out. He did. 
He did the Balkans and he did Iraq. How much time do I have left here? We have five minutes. I'll just kind of play a little bit more. Let's just move ahead. Educate Americans, grow the workforce, build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down, because we know. Because this we know. All just absolute mind fuckery horseshit. Kamala Harris looks like a linebacker. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at who is playing Kamala Harris tonight, or in this in this state of the union. I think it's Cory Booker. I'd like to see if Cory Booker was actually in the audience. This is look at the broad shoulders. Yeah, I got some hips there. Those are some broad shoulders. And that's a linebacker, uh, Al Al Albert Borla neck. From the bottom up and the middle out, not the top down. It makes me want to absolutely wretch to think that they can get away with this bullshit. To think that you're so gullible and so desperate that they can hijack the America first talking points and turn it into their own platform. And that they can run this platform all the way up to November so that they have a bunch of Democratic uh, candidates who are just parroting the party's talking points and rebranding themselves back into like Kennedy Democrats, working class Democrats. Now that they've succeeded in essentially overthrowing the country via the Purple Revolution and the Summer of Floyd. Now they're into the referendum. They are so fucking with you and everybody else who watches this bullshit. And there are people that are going to buy the bullshit. You know why? Because they're going to be fed the bullshit 24-7 from now until November. And they will put the Republicans, the um, conservatives, the truthers on their heels. Put them on their heels. Oh, what's wrong? Well, you don't like these talking points. I thought you were all about being American. I thought you were all about the Constitution. I thought you were all about uh, building from the bottom up and rebuilding America's infrastructure and making more products here. Oh, I thought that's what you were all about. It's brilliant. It's totally brilliant. They've made a huge pivot here. Huge. And it's not going away. And astrologically, they took advantage of the fucking astrology. They did it. This is the reformation, but, but it's not a real reformation. It's just rebranding and pivoting. That's all it is. It's rebranding and pivoting. You remember when they, uh, what was it? They, I forget who it was, it was Pepsi or Coke, and they changed something and everybody got really, really pissed off. Like, well, how could you change this? And then they kind of went back and they rebranded like how they went back to it. It was like, it never really happened. It's kind of the same thing. Anyway, we're about out of time today. Use your head in order to serve what's real, your heart safe what's possible. Stay awake, don't fall for the bullshit. Prayers go out to the Ukrainian people, to the Russian people, all the people of the world who are being absolutely psychologically operated 
and brainwashed by these uh, by these arconic forces. We'll be back with the Crimmies tomorrow. Uh, Friday forecast, don't miss it. Take care. Bye for now.